0: Chisholm, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast.
1: That's Rams general manager Les Snead channeling a little Aaron Rodgers. Before we get into it, Key, what was it like getting in today? Much of the country is experiencing a deep freeze.
2: <laughs> uh, it wasn't good. I mean,
1: because I don't even
2: have gloves. So, not how do even, you not have
0: gloves, Key?
2: I just haven't gone to get them. I've,
0: you could just like, order order off Amazon.
2: Yeah, man, I don't. That's not my deal. I let the family do that Amazon stuff. I don't, I don't do that. She does that now. I now, based on my experience this morning, she'll order me some gloves. And so, I didn't realize that I would have to be outside with a little toothbrush-looking thing, scraper, scraper, scraping my windshields. No, I did not. Uh With de-ice, I put the de-ice on, but I did it last night before I got. You know, I went out smart and did some of it. I in the damn bottle almost gone now. <laughs>
0: got to stack up, man. You so,
2: so wait, though. Check this out, though. I got the de-ice in the scraper from my wife's dad for Christmas. So he gave it to me as a Christmas gift. Uh-huh. as one of the Christmas gifts. So I'm like, oh, that's cool now that I can actually use it and know where it's at and what to do with it. So I went out last night. It's, you know, and I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm watching the snow, little light snow. I'm like, oh, it's disappearing. It's gone. About two hours later, it was full. Boop, it was right ice back. on there again. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe. So then when I went out this morning, it was easier to, to kind of wipe it off. And then I used the rest, uh, not the rest of it, but a lot of it, I sprayed it on all the windows, the back, the front, the sides, the little mirror, you know, scraped it, did the whole deal. And now when I go back outside, I'm sure it's going to be full again. So, But I had to stand out there with no glove on doing it, Zubin, in my Zubin, hands. That, that's what
0: I want the video to be, just seeing Key de-icing I gave cars. us, that's I what know, I, I gave I want us the video. video. we oh, have doing a the, video okay, of it okay.
2: somewhere. Uh, there it is, there. There it is, TV showing it on, there's the car. <laughs> I love that hey, you give man, a whole recap. On my way to work, came out the back door, all this snow on my whip, so. Hey. The city boy getting ready to go to work. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'ma see if I can figure out how to de-ice this thing. <laughs> so you gotta, I don't know, rush all this ice off something <laughs> like the this, ice right? De-ice on the car? <laughs> don't you do you? Yeah, man, this is crazy. This is a two hours. So I gotta get back. Ooh, Cali weather, man. I wouldn't even be going through this. I'll be trying to figure out. If I was in L.A. right now, I would be trying to figure out how to turn on my damn air conditioning. Instead, I'm trying to figure out how to de-ice a car. But I can't complain. It's a lot of people in worse situations than this in life. So you got to take it in stride and don't complain about it. But this is very interesting in the northeast, as they call it. All right. See y'all at work. I'm going to take care of my de-icing and get out of here.
0: Let me give you a couple of key observations here. Observation number one, you can't complain for the first minute and a half of the video and then say, I'm not going to complain. Number two, it was
2: getting colder as I was standing there trying to figure out how to, you know. Man, the thing's cold,
0: man. Number two, why are you doing a promotional video for D-Ice? You weren't even using it. it. Was plopped
2: on the front of the car. I just put it there. I couldn't hold. I couldn't hold it and scrape. I just put it there and let it sit while I scraped. I don't know. I'm new uh. to this, man. Like I said, if I was in, if I was at the crib, then I would be trying to figure out how to turn on the air condition because the weather would be warm. Instead, here I got to worry about. I start the car, heat it up. Is the seats going to be warm? I mean, I got to do all that sort of stuff, Zubin. And I understand why you walk to work now. I get it.
1: I will say, when I walked to work this morning, typical New York, nothing will stop New Yorkers. I actually ran into a jogger, believe it or not.
2: Really? Yeah, I saw some people jogging yesterday and playing basketball.
1: I'm like, what are you doing? 5 a.m., jogging this morning,
0: dedicated to the craft.
1: So the Rams are dedicated to winning in one way and one way only. And that is essentially trading picks for players and hoping it works. They acquired Marcus Peters via picks. He's gone. They acquired Brandon Cooks via picks. He's gone. They acquired Dante Fowler via picks. He's gone. They acquired Sammy Watkins via picks. He's gone. And he's actually in the Super Bowl. And now the latest, and I don't think they want him to be gone under any circumstances. Did they, did they
2: get Tlaib
1: on picks? That's a good one,
2: yeah. Aqib Tlaib, right? Yeah, they... they They got a couple guys on picks.
1: That's just the way that they do it. They clearly feel like known commodities are bigger and more important than draft picks. The latest one, obviously, Matt Stafford. We're asking this morning, which quarterback domino will fall next? 888-CESPN, 888-729-3776. Question is, what does this do with regards to other quarterbacks could be on the move? This move this weekend, is it, is it the impetus for something bigger coming soon?
2: Well, there's a ton of quarterbacks, right? Uh, Adam mentioned last week there was probably 18 different mm-hmm. moving pieces at the quarterback carousel. That is true. The first one fell, or the first two, I would say, kind of fell between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford switching, swapping teams, The Rams get their guy. Detroit gets their guy and a bunch of picks. And now Deshaun Watson is sitting there. What happens to Matt Ryan in Atlanta? What's Atlanta going to do as they get closer to draft time? He's another guy that is a veteran player that you want to see get to a situation that gives him a really, really great chance to win as you drink my soda I brought from my house. Um, (laughs) Very refreshing. Actually, (laughs) my my sparkly water. So gangster, Zubin. Uh, I love it. it. And so when you look at that, you say to yourself, okay, Matt Ryan could be on the move. Deshaun Watson could be on the move. Allegedly out there in the universe, the Rams tried to make a play for Aaron Rodgers, which was crazy. That didn't happen. I don't know what made them think that that was going to happen. And um, so you you look at that. Who else is there? Could anything go on in, with the, the Las Vegas Raiders? Because they got Marcus Mariota sitting right there. Cars the starter? But will they make a move? You know how John Gruden likes to – Shuffle things around. It remind here before I get back to you, Zubin, Sean McVay studied under John Gruden. He follows everything Coach Gruden has done in his entire career. It's like the <laughs> Siamese twins. They stuck together. They right there. Now his quarterback is now Matthew Stafford because he wasn't satisfied with Jared Goff. Imagine two years from now, he's not, three years from now, he's not satisfied with Matthew Stafford. Like John Gruden. Gruden's never happy with a quarterback. He's always shoveling him in and out, moving him around. I wonder if McVay would ever start doing that.
1: It's an interesting parallel because you look at them and just simply say, a lot of people would say about the Rams, can you imagine how much better they would be if they had better quarterback play? And how many times have you said about Matt Stafford, can you imagine how much better Matt Stafford might be if he was in a real offense with a real organization. And now it sort of feels like both of those things might actually be happening. Jay, it
2: could. I mean, I don't – look, man. Until it's done, and you know how I am, until it's finished, and Matthew Stafford takes them to win the Super Bowl, doesn't matter. Because Jared Goff took them to the Super Bowl. So now Matthew Stafford has to win the Super Bowl. Can't go to a wild card game, can't go to a divisional game. You cannot just be a quarterback that throws for 4,500 yards. The Rams uh, come in second, and then you go to a wild card, then you lose. You can't. No, no, no. They gave up all of that to get you, and you're replacing a Super Bowl-appearing quarterback from two years ago. You've got to win the Super Bowl now.
0: Oh there's no doubt about that key and I, this is now the best quarterback division in football in the NFC West with Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray, Matt Stafford, and if it does anything I walked away from saying it what are the 49ers going to do? It puts all the pressure in the world on the 49ers with their great defense, with them being a piece of way. You know, how do you add to this team now, if you're Kyle Shanahan, understanding how all the parts are moving within your own division to come out on top? That's a big-time question Now I know we'll discuss throughout the rest of the show. It, it
2: is. A, uh, it's a strong division at the quarterback spot. and We have Mike Tannenbaum, former general manager of the New York Jets, as well as the Miami Dolphins front office. And as he said, the Matthew Stafford trade is interesting. Because does it really kick the Rams over the top like they think? Because I've talked to many people in the NFL, in the front office, and they're like, it gives them a little bit more, but does it give them to the point of no return more based on what they gave up to getting? Now, some would argue, yes, Matthew Stafford is a much more superior, way over the top quarterback than Jared Goff. I would say, is he really that much better when you break it down? When you really watch it. Is he really that much better, or do we just like Matthew Stafford because we like Matthew Stafford? We like what he stands for. We we want to see him win. It's a fighting chance. Detroit was terrible. Now he has the opportunity. So we love great stories, and this is a great story for Matthew Stafford and his family.
1: Just a reminder, the trade can't become official until the new league year starts on March 17th. Keyshawn Jables, you've been brought to you by Mako. It was 2020 full of dings, dents, and scratches your tax refund at MAKO can help refresh your ride with a refund at MAKO. To undo a little bit of last year, head to MAKO.com to get a free online estimate today. Uh-oh, better get MAKO. On the way, one of Stafford's old teammates will explain why he will flourish in McVay's system.
2: We already have a trade that rocked the league with implications that run beyond this deal. Matthew Stafford is a ram. Jared Goff is a lion.
3: We always thought that this would be an unprecedented movement of quarterbacks during the offseason.
4: by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
0: J. Will and Zubin,
4: the podcast.
1: Two picks swap for each other. We'll see how it all plays out. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline. Welcome in Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst. Dan, you know Matt Stafford, you played with oh. him. Um, what do you make of the deal?
3: I mean, it's an absolute no-brainer for the Rams. It's a home run for the Los Angeles Rams. Listen, the Rams right now are in a two-year window. You know, they're not building for the long term. They have chosen to go from good to great, or at least take the chance to go from good to great, and they wanted to pair two greats together. Like, Sean McVay's a great offensive mind. He's a great head coach, and they're going to pair him with a great quarterback, and so For the Rams, this now vaults them to that top three or four list when it comes to Super Bowl contenders next year, especially in the NFC, guys. Like the NFC, there's question marks. Green Bay's at the top, but they have some pieces that they're going to have to try to re-sign. We'll see what happens with some of the pieces in Tampa Bay, obviously, but this was a no-brainer for the Los Angeles Rams. It gives Matthew Stafford the opportunity to actually be on a really competent football team, and so I love the move for them.
2: You, you mentioned the opportunity for him to be on a really comfortable football team. That, that is pretty good with Jared Goff, two years removed from the Super Bowl and playoffs this year. Why, why things couldn't get better in Detroit? What went wrong for Matthew in Detroit? Why couldn't he win hmm. all the way around in Detroit, Dan?
3: Yeah, organizationally, they just never consistently good. You know, they had a year where like, oh, we had a good draft, and then we we were a good team, and then the next year they'd have a bad draft, or they, they, um, you know, we found our coach. No, we didn't. I'll put it into this context for everyone, Key. In the last six seasons, Matthew Stafford's football teams have averaged 89 yards rushing per game. He's going to a team in Los Angeles that averaged a buck 26 on the ground last year. So, you guys, that's 37 yards of difference a game. Matthew Stafford, in 12 seasons in Detroit, had one top 10 defense. He went in 11 5 that season, 11 5 that year. He had one top 10 defense once in 12 seasons, okay? He had a tailback go for over 100 yards in a single game 11 times. In 12 years, the Rams did it four times alone last year. So it was just missed draft picks, poor coaching, poor managerial decisions. It just, there was always something working against them. And so now we've never seen Matthew in this environment. We've never seen Matthew with. Um, a good run game, good weapons, good offensive line, great scheme, really good defense. We've never seen him in that situation, so now he gets the chance to prove everybody that to prove to everybody that he is a top five
2: quarterback. What what will it? What does it have to take for it to be a success for Matthew Stafford in the Win Rams? Win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Who said that? When-
3: yeah, absolutely. You no, I don't know. Did you they say that? Go, they got go to go to Super that. Bowl.
2: I had like two people in my ear at once. So they have to They have to go Me, and win the Super Lop. Bowl. Dan, they have to go and win the Super Bowl in the next two years. Otherwise, it was a failure.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you want to go three years, absolutely. But yeah, they got to win a Super Bowl with Matthew as their quarterback. You know, I, I don't know what the time. I'm not going to put a time lane restriction, a time frame restriction on it. But they have to win the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. Listen, that's why there's a ton of pressure on this move, but that's why I love it. Like, we killed Green Bay last year Key, right? We killed Green Bay. How could you not realize how close you were? Why would you take a quarterback in the first round? This is your chance. You're that good. Like, you got to try to make the move to put you over the hump. I look at this the same way for the Rams. They know they're good. Jared's good. They know they're a good football team. They want to go be great. They have to win the Super Bowl with Matthew. There's no questions about it. They just gave up three first-round picks for him if you're including Jared Goff as a first round pick, which he obviously was. So yeah, this is a Super Bowl. This is a chance to go win the Super Bowl. And and that's the that's the expectation.
0: Dio, how much of this onus is on Sean McVay, right? Because ultimately he had to give a stamp on a guy like Jared Goff in order for him to get paid that kind of money.
3: Yeah, you know, Jay, and, uh, and we always ask these questions, like who's under the most pressure going into this season? And I've up until this point, I felt, man, this is Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, right? I'm putting Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford right up there. Mm. You know, like, I think that there's a, an immense amount of pressure on Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford because Sean, two years ago, Mike Tannenbaum made, the, made this point this morning um, that two years ago, he was obviously part of the contract and negotiation and contract extension for Jared Goff. He kind of put that stamp on it. And now it's, well, that, nope, that, that didn't work. Let's go somewhere else. And I agree with the move, but there's still a ton of pressure put on Sean McVay. Of, okay, now we've given, you, we've given you all these pieces. I'm going to go, I think, seven or eight years as a general manager in L.A. without making a first-round pick to acquire some of the pieces that you wanted. We got to hit. You know, we, it's it's got to pay off for us. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a huge onus on, on Sean McVay. Now, listen, I will say this. This is the perfect scheme fit for Matthew. This is the perfect this is the offense he should have been in for many years in Detroit. So there's there is that really good positive kind of marriage when Why you talk that? about will this player excel in this scheme? The answer is yes. Well, because the, first of all, it's the number one play-action offense since Sean McVay's been there. So that's quarterback-friendly. I don't care who you are, but Matthew excels in it. Number two, it's an offensive line that could protect. It's a top-five offensive line. Matthew Stafford's never had that. So you're marrying the play-action concept with a quarterback that's got a big, powerful arm, and you could protect him. And then number three, he uses so much motion, which, again, it becomes quarterback-friendly. So now you're taking an offense that's quarterback-friendly. when we say quarterback-friendly— Just to put it simply, it's easier for quarterbacks to operate in. There's not a lot of challenge on a consistent basis. So you're taking that scheme, you're putting it with the quarterback that is still a top five talent, right? So you're taking something that's easier and you're placing it into somebody's hands that's capable of doing more with it because of that talent. That's why it's the perfect scheme fit.
2: When When you look at it, Dan, on the surface, what did, what did this just do for the Houston Texans in terms of someone trying to acquire Deshaun Watson? What did this trade do for their value?
3: Nothing. In mm. my opinion, nothing.
2: I went on Get Up
3: Friday and said, listen, if you're going to want to go get Deshaun Watson, it's going to cost you four first-rounders, something like that, and it'll be worth it. I said the Giants should trade away Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and three first-rounders. Okay. And so my, my, the reason why I say it's nothing key is because I think Deshaun's, Deshaun Watson's value is, is by itself. You know, like I, I don't think Matthew – Deshaun Watson is seven years younger than Matthew. Matthew has two years left on his contract. Deshaun has five. I mean, his value stands alone right now in the NFL. And so if, if we didn't think that Deshaun Watson was going to command three, four first-round picks before that – I, that's on you. That, that's on whoever thought that type of thing for me. Like, m- my my belief is that Deshaun and his value stands by itself. If the Houston Texans, like, aren't going to trade him or, gonna, or remain adamant, they're going to miss a huge opportunity as well. Because while he's an amazing player, you're looking at four or five first-round picks when it comes to value for Deshaun Watson.
2: Man, you said five. <laughs> that's a wow. lot. I mean, I, I get it. It's like basketball in the NBA, Jay and Dan. Right? You you give it away. If, if exactly. If you just give your entire next five or six years away, if that guy, if you truly believe that that but guy my, is the guy.
3: Here's my quick quick point on that key because I think your point is exactly right. But if you're like. And, Jay, you know this a little bit more than I do. I'm sure Key does as well. Like, if you're a team in the NBA that's going to have the 26th pick, like, do you care about it, right? Like, don't don't NBA teams only care about the lottery picks? Other than that, they'll throw them anywhere they want. Yep. That's the way I think that I think the Rams looked at their pick that same way as well. They were going to be in the playoffs whether they were with Matthew or not. So, cool, the 26th pick, we, we value the quarterback over that pick. And I think that teams, especially teams that, that believe that they've got, like, a good football team – That's why you go, okay. if we're going to be picking at 22 over the next four years, do we look at having Deshaun Watson on our football team as a more valuable thing than 22? Not all first round picks are created equal.
0: So, Dan, so what team has the most assets to give up? Right, because if you're thinking if you're the Jets, hey, we probably have the most assets. But if you're Deshaun Watson, do I want to go to a team that's going to get fleeced of all their assets and I don't really have weapons? Like what is the perfect scenario for Deshaun Watson if you were him?
3: There's so many layers to this. First of all, Key, I think that Deshaun, while I love him, has to be realistic. You can't say, nope, you're not going to trade me there, but then also demand that you trade me, right? So at some point, he's going to have to become flexible, you know, with the de- yeah. demanding out of Houston and waive somewhat of the trade clause. Number two, I think yeah, the teams with the most assets by far are the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, my viewpoint is, do the Houston Texans value getting him out of conference more than gathering another first-round pick? Like, are you going to look at it and say, do we really want to get that fifth first-round pick or that fourth first-round pick from a, from a Miami or the New York Jets? Or do we go, you know what, we'll, we'll send him to San Francisco or we'll send him to Carolina, and we'll get maybe a little bit less value, but he's out of our conference. Mm-hmm. You know, he's out of the AFC. I think that's really the, the really interesting part of it for me is how much does – How much value does Houston place on getting him out of the AFC? If they don't care and they just want to get maximum value, don't care if they send him to the Indianapolis Colts in the division type of thought process, then it absolutely is the Jets and the Dolphins. And I think it would come down to who they like better at quarterback. Do they like Sam Darnold or Tua better?
1: Tua is going to be on Greeny's show a little bit later today. It'll Mm. be really interesting to see how all of that works out. You can see Dan on Get Up 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Dan, thanks. Great stuff, right, skis, Thanks, guys. And we're presented by. Key, don't
3: don't fumble the opening kickoff on video games.
2: I'm a hey, c- See, a- see, a- see.
0: A- see a- thank a- you, Dio. A- I was trying a- to get to that. A- He's a- horrible a- at Madden.
2: You almost got cursed out on national TV just now. I don't play Madden, man. <laughs> but that was a funny moment. I got It
3: <laughs> It showed. <laughs> Later, fellas. Right. Later, ya. brother.
2: We're I fumbled. What
0: happened? <laughs> you didn't fumble. Geo. You just threw the ball down.
2: Bro, you threw you it know, down. I'm... All right, man. It was a bad moment.
1: It's
0: what called an intentional lateral. That's what you did.
1: I'm 42 and I'm an adult. I don't play video games, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <geez. laughs> it's the truth. Sorry. Well,
2: that's the same way Zoom I felt, it. though, right? I'm I, an adult. I, I'm like, Zubin, I, I'm, I'm an so adult grown. as well, but we
0: all have played Madden growing up in being 2K.
2: But the controls and all—it's too many buttons nowadays, man. No, the It's
0: not Nintendo. It's,
2: it's it's not that many buttons. Kid. And in full disclosure, I might have been getting a little contact through the screen from oh, Snoop. Geez. So, oh, <laughs> uh, it was fun, Zubin you got to um, see the video if you had not seen it. No, I mean, that's
1: the, that's the absolute great segue to Greeny, I guess, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, on Greeny's show today, uh, not Snoop's version of Greeny, we're talking about ESPN's Mike. He'll talk to Tua. Adam <laughs> Schefter will be on the program as well. And Scott Pioli, the five-time, I believe, NFL executive of the year, maybe more than that. Five times? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. If you go back and look, yes, I think he has been a <laughs> – Where mo- at? New England. What do you mean, we're at? <laughs> where
2: else
0: oh, snoops version of Greeny once again <laughs> no i just think key no
1: when
2: Zuma said five times i know he's in new england but i'm like we'll look it up i'm going to say no, at least no, five no, that, that may be true but that's a whole nother conversation though i'm just like well belichick was doing everything but that's yeah. a whole nother conversation
1: that's fair who gets the credit for what depending on job title keys five observations for super bowl 55 after sports center
2: Kyrie Irving inbound it for the left
1: corner. Irving
2: bounce pass under the basket. Bank in and out by Luau. Cover
3: the
1: rebound. Bradley Beal, the Wizards win. Unbelievable game last night in the NBA if you missed it. The Wizards were down a ton. They scored eight points in the final 8.1 seconds or put another way. If you're a Nets fan and disappointed this morning, the Nets had a five-point lead with 12 seconds to play and they lost it. Scott Brooks said it was one of the craziest things he's been involved with since he's been in the NBA, and that's a long time as a Zubin, a
0: it happened twice this week, and it also happened to the Bulls. Dame Lillard came back, made two threes. They were up five with 10.5 seconds left. So, obviously, it's somewhere in the juices of the NBA this past this
2: weekend. just wild. Almost 300 points in regulation, though.
1: It's crazy. Indeed, and we should also mention that, obviously, um, that was a very controversial ending there with Portland, if you were watching. Over the weekend, as Jay referenced, there's been a lot of discussion about that Blazers-Bulls game. A lot of discussion about when the Major League Baseball season may begin. The Players Association wants to push back the start of spring training to late March when the season would actually begin. And then the beginning of the season to late April when we'd be a month in. They would cut down the season from 162 games to 154. It was 154 up until 19. 61, but if you're a player you would get paid your full 162 game salary so technically it'd be a shortened season but the players would get 100 percent of their salary and if you remember this past season that was a humongous sticking point black history month begins today yesterday doug williams became the first black quarterback to win the super bowl we'll be honoring one great moment from black history month in the world of sports every day this month he was great in super bowl 22 a 42 10 win over Denver, not only that, Doug Williams went to Grambling, a historically black college and university, before his great moment there in the NFL. Joe Gibbs winning the Super Bowl with three different quarterbacks in Washington, including Doug Williams. SportsCenter brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com. Straight Talk Limitations and exclusions apply. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: Mr. G-
2: Machine Gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just weekend, call him Abel. just call him Abel. No, that's I his can't. name
2: i know his i know his name is Abel. i'm just talking about somebody in a restaurant though right like a waiter or a waitress or his hostess or manager they don't necessarily know his name and it's, they know him as the weekend oh my god the weekend sitting at my table that's all i'm saying it's like you walk up to him hey mr weekend how are you doing I just always find those names when people don't know an individual's first name. You you know their characters, things of that nature, and you address them as such. Key, do
0: you rock out to the weekend? Do you like the weekend's music? Do you have like a favorite weekend song?
2: No, I mean it's no. cool. Okay. I mean uh-huh. I, I, I don't rock out to anybody's except Pac and Big, and that's not really rocking out. I mean when I'm working out or whatever I'm doing, it's it's on my phone, so that's pretty much what I'm listening to.
0: I see. Okay, Zubin, I know you get like wicked games in your phone, Zubin. You got often. I I see you, Zubin. I know what you rock with.
1: <laughs> so the weekend will be performing at halftime of the Super Bowl show. So for those that are unfamiliar, you'll get a chance to see him this coming weekend. Before we get to this coming weekend, how about Key telling us what to look forward to? It's Key Observations. And the first one could be why this is a more important Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes than the other guy.
2: Well, the other guy would be Tom Brady, a six time Super Bowl winning quarterback playing in his seventh Super Bowl, or better yet, playing in his 10th Super Bowl, trying to get the number seven. Why I say this is more important than Patrick Mahomes is because if he's trying to catch Tom Brady, get in that GOAT conversation as his career continues, you certainly want to get to two Super Bowls versus Tom Six, opposed to Tom having seven and you only having one. If you can get to four to six and that's it, You're going to start to get in that conversation the greatest quarterback to ever put on
1: a lace-up any cleats whatsoever, Zubin. And then we should mention, of course, he'd always have the head-to-head if Brady were to get it, and who knows how many times we would get this matchup again. So that head-to-head would go... To Brady, we move ahead to two guys on two teams this weekend that weren't even on the teams when the season began.
2: That is true. And Antonio Brown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Le'Veon Bell for the Kansas City Chiefs. When you look at these two former teammates of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had opportunities to go to the Super Bowl as teammates for the Steelers. They didn't quite get there in the past. Now they're on opposite sides going up against one another. The the career of Antonio Brown looked real bleak at Once Upon a Time. Le'Veon Bell has not been quite the same running back that he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's okay. They now have an opportunity to get a Super Bowl ring. One possibly in Kansas City, the other in Tampa Bay.
1: Leonard Fournette. This is the guy you want to go to DraftKings with. He apparently knows what's going to happen before it happens.
2: That is correct. Back in 2014, on his social media account, he said, hey, he can't wait his dreams of playing in a Super Bowl. And now look at him. He's at the Super Bowl. What if he'd have stayed in Jacksonville? Where would he be? Getting ready to be a teammate of the number one overall pick, which most people think is Trevor Lawrence, but that's not the case. He has Tom Brady, and with his rushing style and the things that he's been able to do in the playoffs certainly has shown us why Leonard Fournette was drafted where he was drafted at the fourth pick overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars some time ago. He's certainly headed in the right direction with the Buccaneers.
1: The Bucs know the direction they're headed in. Of course, they're playing in their own stadium in Super Bowl 55, they always try to make it a neutral field for the Super Bowl. Is this a true home field for the Bucks? Well,
2: it, it is the home field advantage point of I stay in my locker room. I don't have to change. But the one caveat that the Bucks have always had was firing off the cannon. What happens now when only 22,000 spectators – in attendance for the Super Bowl. How many will be Buccaneer fans and how many will be Kansas City Chief fans? We know the Super Bowl typically is a corporate event. A lot of corporate people are sitting in the stands and not true fans of those particular teams. But what happens in this situation when the Bucs score? Can someone sneaky walk over and fire off the cannon so Gene Deckerhoff could say, the cannons are fired off.
1: Indeed he's been the voice of the buck since 1989 he said those magical words the bucks have won super bowl 37 will he say the bucks have won super bowl 55 and bottom line you got to give the nfl credit 17 weeks 256 games almost Fellows, one million coronavirus tests from August 1 to January wow. 23, about 954,000 plus. That's a
2: lot of swabbing.
1: That's yeah, a lot of swabbing. Not as invasive at the end, but they got it all in. They got it all done. The Chiefs and the Bucks are being tested daily, as you might expect this year. No distractions for Super Bowl 55. No distractions all year long. That's not technically the truth, but you know what I
2: mean. Yeah, and, and when you look at talk about distractions about Super Bowl 55 down in Tampa Bay, limited parties, if any at all, like there's probably no parties going on. That's a big plus because every single year there's somebody from some team that does something they shouldn't do. Uh, And so in this case, that may not take place because Kansas city is in Kansas city staying there practicing at their facility until the, two days prior to the Super Bowl where they'll get on a flight to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's team is quarantining inside the hotel. They're over there relaxing, minding their own business, not interacting with family and friends. So that's a plus. But again, you got to remember, Jay, every single year when the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, there's somebody doing something that they shouldn't be doing during the Super Bowl.
0: You'll think we'll see anybody dressing up somebody, trying to sneak them, like maybe dress them up in a – in a Tampa Bay uniform or something like that, or maybe a, uh, a Kansas City uniform, or try to sneak them into the hotel this time? Well, around? Kansas
2: City is in Kansas City still. They're not going back, they're not coming to Tampa until 48 hours prior to the game. So I think they'll be okay as far as that goes. Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay realizes that, that there's a lot of risk going on right now in terms of the coronavirus down in the Florida area. So you certainly don't want to be the guy that brings COVID back to your team. At all, you don't want to be that guy. No, that's not the way to go. Uh, uh, nope. Just wait; it's almost over with. You'll be able to have free time when the season's over, and the season will be over Monday after or Sunday at the end of the game. So you'll be able to do whatever you want to do, Zubin, at that point.
1: Say what you want to say. No, Eugene Robinson. That's what you want to say. Yes. (laughs) No, not just Eugene.
2: There's been others. There was the the uh, Bear Robbins, the the offense alignment from the Raiders. Right. He there, had
1: some medical. He kind of went crazy. Yeah. He, or whatever. he
2: had some medical issues, but he still disappeared. He went over to Tijuana in our Super Bowl and jeez. didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, talk about geez. jeez. But then he yeah, also yeah. had I, some I, other we stuff cool going on. that on Because yes. he had some real. Yeah. He had yes. some okay. other stuff some going on, but he still came up missing. <laughs> then in the end, you also had many, many years ago. Uh, the running back from the Cincinnati Bengals, gosh, I just, I, my name his name just went fog. He didn't show up to the Super Bowl at all because he had some extracurricular activity going on in his life. I think when you think about it, though, there's always some issues every single year. What was that, Evan? What was his name? Evan, are you there? Stanley, Stanley, Stanley Wilson. Stanley Wilson. Stanley Wilson didn't show up to the Super Bowl. That was his name. We were kids then, so it was a long, long time ago. I just remember the story as I got ready for the Super Bowl. There was all these Super Bowl stories that was being told. The guy didn't even show up for the Super Bowl, man. Hmm. I mean, he just
1: decided he was going to party the night away. Wow. The starting running back of the team. Unbelievable, right? Incredible. Yes. John J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance on the way we're asking this morning which quarterback domino will fall next after Stafford and golf over the weekend. You tell us 888 ESPN 887. Call in, man. <laughs> tell us what you feel. three seven six Let's seven, get this six. show going. Or if it's easier for you, you could do it on Twitter that at TJ and Z. On the way, your calls. 888 aespn ESPN 88-729-3776. That's after I tell you about this latest 30 for 30. Al Davis against. The NFL looking back on the long-running feud between the Raiders owner Al Davis and NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle, two of the most influential figures in the history of pro football. Beginning in the mid-1960s when Rozelle was the NFL's young commissioner and Davis led the rival AFL, and continuing through the 1980s when Davis waged a lawsuit against the league to allow him to move the Raiders from Oakland to Los Angeles, the two Titans were constantly and very publicly at odds. The latest 30-for-30 Al Davis versus the NFL premieres February 4th 9 Eastern on ESPN. That's Thursday. Immediately following its debut, check out the Jalen and the Jacoby After Show podcast where the guys will be joined by the director of the documentary, Ken Rogers. Listen and subscribe to Jalen and Jacoby, the After Show, wherever you get podcasts.
2: When we went into the season, we weren't talking about going to the Super Bowl. We were talking about winning it again. We're trying to run it back. You have a message for uh, the goat headed in the Super Bowl? Nah. I am got nothing to say to him. I'll see his a- on Sunday and the Super Bowl.
0: Chi-Shawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the
4: podcast.
2: Now and up. Wednesday, last Wednesday on NFL Live. We, we did it last Wednesday on NFL Live. Um, we were talking about moving on from Jared Goff. I, 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 it's hard for me to think that they – but if you're all in, man, Zubin, you're all in, right? You, this is what they want to do. They want to – they figure, like Dan Olaski said, they want to go from great I – they mean, want to go from good to great. And if this move makes you great, then great. But if it doesn't make you great, then that's Uh-oh. a bad deal. That's a bad deal.
1: Sean McVay era, three playoff appearances, a Super Bowl appearance.
2: I mean, that's just, you're right. I mean, think about pretty it. pretty good. That's pretty damn good right. for a quarterback that you didn't want. That's pretty good.
0: Let's go back to what Dan Orlovsky said, and I agree with him. You know, we sit there. And we talked about Green Bay. And, I, Key, I know you're on the opposing side of this argument that they didn't need any pieces. But, you know, we a lot of people were talking about the fact, you know, what if they had another wide receiver? What if they had another defensive player to help them get over that hump? I, I will give Les need credit for this. They're going for
2: it. Yeah, it nothing wrong. Dang, they're, they're going for it. And, nothing Key, you and I have always going talked
0: going about this. It. There's something about saying, you know what? There's so many organizations that are so stagnant and it refuse to say, we made terrible decisions and now we need to move forward. Like the Eagles are an example where Carson Wentz to a degree, and hopefully he can turn around next year. But all I'm saying is here's Les Snead saying, okay, you know what? We gave this guy the money, we gave him the bag. It's not working out. Time to move on. Let's recalibrate, move forward, and now give our team the best chance to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I rock with that.
2: Well, Les Sneed and, and Sean McVeigh have, or, or to a lesser degree, Les Snead has always been a guy who, you know, turns over the rock to see what's underneath. He'll trade for a guy. Two years later, he'll move that guy, get another guy. I mean, that's just his MO. Um, Has it paid off? I mean, if you you go to a Super Bowl, I think it pays off to some degree. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey a year ago because they felt like we need to upgrade our secondary. We need a lockdown guy. We're going to give up two first-round picks and we're going to give up a bunch of money, which is not a problem. They did it with Brandon Cooks. From the, they, they swapped the Brandon Cooks deal with the Patriots. They gave up a one, but then they moved that one the next year when they traded Brandon Cooks again. So it's kind of like, you know, you start moving things around, so he never really loses anything. He's still gaining. This one is big, though, because it's a quarterback. It's not a skill position or a defense alignment. It's the quarterback. And like you said, Zubin, that you just rattled off everything. You said three playoff appearances in the Super Bowl. And that guy was your quarterback. Anything less than that over the next three years, now what does that look like?
1: Right. And that's a pretty high bar to meet. Uh, we're asking this morning which quarterback Domino will fall next with Goff and Stafford having already fallen. 888-CESPN, 729 David's in Delaware. David, what do you say? Hey, how you guys doing? What's, What's
2: up, how D? You doing? What's up? Not much. Um, I say there's a three-way trade between Miami, Chicago, and Denver, where Tua goes to Chicago. Hmm. Huh. Uh, well, uh, Miami and Denver, and Chicago. But then, what are the other teams getting? Well, um, Trubisky will go to Denver. Miami against Von Miller. Well, Trubisky's not under contract, so that's not going to work. He's a free agent.
0: And if I'm Denver, I'm not going from Locke to Mitchell Trubisky. Same guy. Not doing it.
2: Same guy, right? I mean, why would you want Mitch Trubisky and I got uh, Drew Locke? I'm looking to upgrade. I'm not looking to stay the same.
0: All right, David, we appreciate the call, though. That's good energy. Okay, all right. We'll bounce back with the next one.
1: And this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. On the way, Jared Goff said he wasn't fully appreciated and he's excited to go somewhere where he is. All the evidence you need to know that he was really appreciated by the Rams and just didn't hold up his end of the bargain. That's next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI